Okay, so I have with me Antino Solar John. Antino has been an NLP wizard and continues to propagate the right kind of NLP to people from around the world. And I've had the pleasure to to work with him um, closely into uh, into the into the quest of making people uh, live their life in a in a, in ways that they could imagine in their fairy tales, and to make that come true through the Up with NLP program. And Antino is the CEO of School of Excellence, um, he, and he's also the co-founder of School of Excellence. The other co-founder is Harini Ramachandran, who's an established playback singer. So today, um, uh, I have with me uh, the, the pl- pleasure of uh, asking a few questions to Antino Solarjan, and, and, and I would just want to pass it on to, to, to the wizard himself, Antino Solarjan. It's actually Ashish and me, and... Uh... Um, Ashish just came up with the idea and uh, we were on a long drive so we thought why not and uh, I'm, I'm actually behind my wheels I'm driving my full attention is on the road and yet I'm smiling and I'm curious to know what is Ashish really going to ask and uh, what's this whole thing going to turn out into and uh, I'm, I'm excited as you are to know what's coming next. Okay so my first question to you is the, the question that I receive uh, first of all, I have been making about uh, I've been making calls to, to people who are really interested to, to, to take NLP and to integrate it in their life. So they have this one question that, that some very educated, um, um, uh, really passionate uh, NLPers ask me is uh, what set Antono to the path of propagating or peddling the, the, the purest form of NLP or the NLP that works as he puts it best. So I'm going to ask Antano as to what really set the journey for you in your life to, to, to use NLP and to, to spread it to you know, people from around the world. Um, and, and, and I want to ask you this question. How, what would you say to this? <laughs> well, I think there's a lot of people involved in, uh, in uh, um, helping me discover that this is what I want to do. Uh, a lot of people, a lot of experiences. Uh, it actually it starts with my family, you know, my father and my mother. Um, when I look back at everything they've taught me, uh, it appears like uh, they were preparing me for this moment. Uh, my, my father taught me the very fundamentals of NLP uh, in the context of chess. So I still remember when he was teaching me and coaching me to play better and some of the foundations he laid for me are some of the presuppositions that I have read from the books of neuro-linguistic programming. My mother always encouraged me to go and explore. I remember as a child I used to open up electronic boxes and, and people would go and say, oh that's expensive. My mother would go just just play with it, see what comes out with it and you're going to explore and find something amazing. And. Uh, so I said the attitude, I think the attitude that is required for NLP uh, was kind of, you know, uh, baked into my being uh, by the, the people who formed me, uh, my thinking and a, a lot of other things. And, uh, and then the experiences, um, you know, when I first discovered uh, my own limitations in learning. Uh, uh, people considered me excellent in everything I did in, in terms of learning, in terms of uh, 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 what they called intelligence. People would go like, wow, Anthony, you're brilliant, you can learn everything. And the first limitation that I hit was my musical journey. Uh, I got rejected by <laughs> three teachers. One of them even said in my choir that uh, you, you, it's a miracle if you ever sing. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and, uh, and uh, 
um, uh, apparently NLP had an answer. It, it had simple effective ways to help someone like me to grow uh, further and to explore my musical sense and um, uh, and uh, other limitations. So first of all, experiences in my own life. Uh, NLP helped me get over uh, a variety of limitations that were not very obvious. So someone might ask me, so if you're so good at a lot of things and if music is the only limiting factor, how does it matter? Well, it matters because when you get over a limitation that you don't even know is a limitation, what happens is your life changes exponentially. The learning applies into things that you're good at to make it great and even better. So, uh, so experiences in my own life and then experiences uh, that, that, that have been magical to me. Uh, you know, the little that I learned when I went for sales, when I went for influence, when I went uh, to help someone get over limitations, breaking their chains. These experiences kind of, wow, they are amazing. And then, well, if that wasn't enough, then I met three very interesting people who made me, help me make this choice. Four, actually. Uh, Dr. John Grinder, Dr. Richard Pandler, Judith Delosier, and uh, my, my partner in this business, uh, Harni Ramachandran. So, uh, I mean, every time I met Richard and I noticed the depth of his knowledge and his ability to move people around, I was fascinated. I was like, wow, I want to have those skills and I'll do whatever it takes to get there. And the easiest way seemed to work with more people and spread more awareness. And, and then uh, I, I found Harini. She was, she was there. She was my partner in practicing. Uh, we had crazy amount of fun. She brought my attention how much fun NLP is and uh, how, how it is fun learning it together, having company. And then, and then uh, Judith came along. Uh, I, I just wanted to thank her for how wonderful her books are. And as I wrote to her, we started chit-chatting and she, uh, she helped me to discover uh, things about NLP that I didn't know and I'm like wow these are amazing people I want to be able to do what they're doing at, at this age they're still learning they're still young they're still vibrant and I want to be that way I want to continue to learn no matter how old I get and then of course then I met Dr. John Grinder the wizard of all wizards the wizard maker <laughs> um, when I met him, uh, for a moment, he made me feel like I didn't know any NLP at all. And <laughs> how yes. was that feeling? I mean, <laughs> that was great. I'm like, wow, lots more to learn. <laughs> yeah, but but in the beginning, it was very tough. He gave me. He was very strict. He gave me exercises, uh, uh, academic style, uh, the NLP style, and meticulously, I had to document things. Uh, but then. But then uh, he made me recognize that, you know, uh, you could be somebody who knew NLP just for 15 minutes and you can use it powerfully. And you could be somebody who is all your life learning NLP. And both these people always have something more to learn. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and not just something more to learn in the sense of, you know, what you know is a drop and then what you don't know is an ocean. But yeah. something more to learn in the sense of it's already there. It's presented. It's there in the books. It's there in the teachings. And uh, uh, someone has to just grasp it. It's, it's, it's like as if the knowledge is there. But are you ready enough to appreciate the knowledge? 
Okay, I'm going to ask you a question here that I think I have never asked you. Okay. Is uh, what what how was the feeling when you when you first met John Grinder, you know, the co-creator of NLP and you know, the co-creator of New Code NLP. So what was the how, how did you feel when you first met John Grinder and what what was on your mind when you when you said that okay, I'm going to meet John Grinder and he's right in front of me. And what did you feel and what was your expectation? What what is going through that the Antino Solar John who just met John Grinder? Dr. John Grinder. Well, actually, it was like meeting someone I've always known for a long time. Uh, it's like how when you meet somebody who's so close and dear to you, and you feel like you know that person very well. Uh-huh. I am immensely grateful, and so is Harone, for everything John has done for us and is continuing to do. John has this ability to look into you and see what is missing and exactly bring that to your attention. And it's just so lovely. It's it's so amazing to have that experience. John started coaching me by email. Uh, way before I met him. So uh, this happened with this uh, specific case and... Uh, what was uh, the case about? If it, you it, yeah, it, it's, about a, it's about a young man who met with an accident and got paralyzed and uh, wanted to be independent again. Okay. So uh, I, uh, so John uh, started to help me with that and uh, we, I kind of started uh, to have an appreciation of, uh, of John. Now, having read his books earlier, you know, Turtles All the Way Down, Frogs and the Princess, I kind of had a hallucination of how John is. <laughs> and, uh, and then when he started coaching me, this this person, the personality of John got, you know, more uh, built into my head. There's a new character uh, that's just getting more uh, elements attached to it, uh, more, more details being filled out. So when I met John, it felt like I already knew him. Like I'm meeting somebody with whom I've had this deep sense of connection. So uh, uh, I was warm. I, I think I, uh, we didn't even exchange much words. I think I just sat there. He, he looked at me and there was this connect. There was this eye to eye, a moment of uh, appreciation for each other. And uh, um, but what happened after that is magical. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Antonio, um, yeah. uh, you know, in this journey, you know, through School of Excellence, through Up with NLP, and through NLP Bliss, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's it's okay to say that you've you've touched about um, maybe th- um, about ten thousand lives so far directly, right? And thousand six hundred fifty-five, from what I can see from school, from Up with NLP. Uh, each of them touched in different ways and ways that they would have uh, never dreamt, uh, you know. But I want to ask you, wh- where do you think uh, School of Excellence is? Where do you think Up With NLP is? Where do you think NLP Bliss is today, right now, as we speak? <laughs> I would be ambitious. I would say sh- shaping the universe. <laughs> but where are, where, where, where are uh, these companies today? Uh, where are these companies today? Well, um, it's a little difficult to measure, uh, but uh, so for example, uh, we worked with a lady who came to our program, and and then uh, it, it it appears from what she says that it's not just her life that's changed; it's her entire family. Her children have become uh, more recognized in school, and then her children's friends are modeling this, and they have benefited as well. So, uh, well, the if if I have to take that into consideration, I would say that we've already touched 
more lives than we can count at this moment. And uh, um, I think where School of Excellence at the moment is, is uh, it's, it's establishing NLP as a field, more thoroughly grounded on, uh, on uh, empirical data as well as research. I think that's, that's where School of Excellence is at the moment, creating authority for the field of neurolinguistic programming, because I think that's what is missing. And as a, as a, as a programmer, as a consultant, I've always uh, gone with the question, what is missing? And what is the smallest change that can make the biggest uh, benefit? And uh, I, 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 look at that, I look at NLP as a field, and I, uh, and I approach it the same way. What is currently missing? What's currently missing is research, data, analytics, facts of what is the potential of this field and I think SOE is in that direction creating research papers creating documentation videos whatever it can um, and I think it's just a couple of months or maybe uh, a year or two before uh, SOE makes that shift in the field of NLP so it's not just about SOE or up with NLP or NLP bliss but what what uh, I think SOE is doing. And I don't think this was intended in the beginning. I think we just started out <laughs> saying, let's find out what's possible. Uh -huh. uh, but I think the direction that I'm, uh, that we are steering it at this moment is towards creating the authority for the field of NLP. So that when somebody thinks about life coaching, they say, oh, NLP. When somebody is thinking about, uh, uh, you know, exams, they say, oh, NLP. So uh, it's, just, uh, it's, it's just that there is too much uh, noise uh, right now that the signal is lost. And we're trying to establish a clear uh, signal so that people who are interested can catch it and, uh, and, and do more with it. There's something that interesting happens in most professional fields. It's <clears throat> every time there is a new in innovation, invention in the field of anything, electronics, computer science, there is this uh, publishing body or an authoritative body that publishes that information out. And then there are people from all over the world who take that small discovery and create applications in, in different domains and contexts. And uh, I think that culture is missing in the NLP field uh, because uh, there is not enough uh, evident documentation of what is possible or the underlying principles that NLP says. So there are not enough number of people who are ready to take it forward and you know uh, extend it into other domains. And uh, and I think uh, where we currently are is uh, uh, at, at the possibility of breaking this barrier. That's a big barrier that you're breaking and I'm sure that you <laughs> practitioners and master practitioners and in fact even the school kid whose life was touched through another school kid whose mom was a part of your program must be thanking you for it but I want to ask you um, in terms of uh, uh, how is it that you when you read a book I, I think you mentioned that you were at a picnic once and somebody had <laughs> somebody had gifted you a book and, and while everybody else was enjoying themselves playing some kind of a sport you were reading a book and, and and what was that book and what really changed after you read that book Antonov Oh, that uh, that book is called Frogs and the Princess, okay. uh, and I had a lot of fun in the picnic. I just uh, I just had ways of making more time to also right. fit in the book. Yeah. So um, uh, the book, I th I think it's one of the earliest uh, uh, books written on neurolinguistic programming, and uh, it's written by John Grinder and Richard Bandler uh, together, and it's a it's a delicious treat. It's a book, it's in a seminar format about what is going on in, in, in their program and uh, it opened up my perspective to possibilities that didn't exist before. When I first read that book, I was like, wow, 
if this is true, what can we do with this? So as an engineer, well, I think when I'm in school, I, I, I still, I had the engineering brain, you know, and uh, <laughs> my, my father would buy me like, a, like like small toys and then I would like, what can I construct with all of them together? So, so when I was reading uh, Frogs and the Princess, it's not so much about what was said in the book that excited me. Yes, that. And what more was, was I kept wondering, what can I do with all of this? What if I... What, what are the possibilities that extend if these things are true? So, uh, so, so Frogs and the Princess was like challenging me. It was like, hey, go find out if these things are true. And the only way I can find out if these things are true is if I become qualified enough to be able to do the things mentioned in the book. So it kind of set me on a accelerated learning path because I wanted to find out if it's true. And the way to do that is I become a good practitioner. And, and that's exactly what I did. Right. So when I first met Antonio, he was the CTO of a, a very big uh, learning company, uh, which was on on his path of uh, being in you know among the Fortune 500 companies. And Antonio was uh, you know the person, the go-to person uh, in that company. He was a CTO, and um, you know from from that Antonio to this, uh, who has made his life mission. To, to, to propagate uh, NLP and change per se and to make ch- change so simple and sustaining uh, which are the two most uh, challenges of change today if you ask me um, well uh, how would you what do you think are the challenges that the field of NLP or you know school of excellence as such which you know uses NLP as a vehicle of change uh, if I might say it um, what do you think are the challenges that the field of NLP faces today uh, as we speak? <laughs> the vehicle of change, and I'm looking at my vehicle on the road. <laughs> right. um, the, so your question is, uh, what are the challenges that uh, NLP faces today? Uh, the first challenge is the, the distinction between, um, uh, between um, the technology itself and the application of technology. So, um, you know, uh, I mean, uh, a steam, a steam engine was invented a long time ago. Somebody found out steam. Now, that's, 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 that's discovery. Wow, we didn't know steam can lift things, and somebody discovered steam. But the same person may not build a current car engine. But the same person did prove that steam can lift things by building an engine that was most suitable for those days. So whenever there's a new technology that is being uh, developed, the, 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 the founder, the creator of it, has the burden or the responsibility of, of building things, of demonstrating that this actually works and the underlying principles are so and so by creating things on top of it that prove their underlying principles. And I think John and Richard did an excellent job at it. Uh, they, they did a fantastic job at it. But what didn't happen was uh, creation of enough individuals who would, who would further take this uh, into other contexts and domains. Uh, primarily, I can think of it as this way. I mean, people who are good in NLP, uh, well, some of the friends I know who are investors are very good in neuro-linguistic programming. They would rather fly uh, their sky jets and, uh, and invest in budding organizations than go and propagate NLP. So uh, there were a kind of people, there were a class of people who really got trained on NLP, but I think uh, the, the focus of most of them 
were into building their own businesses which is rightly so and and being successful so you have a lot of people you know celebrities around the world who have used NLP uh, to transform their own life and so on but what hasn't happened is that the people who are capable of taking this field to the next level haven't been empowered yet and a part of the reason is because uh, there is uh, there is uh, uh, there is so many uh, unskilled practitioners, you know, that John and Richard couldn't regulate the field, so there are so many unskilled practitioners who go for a half an hour training and call themselves practitioners, and, and it's so difficult to pick out the signal from the noise. So the challenge is, uh, I, think, I think if there are just 100 or maybe 1,000 or maybe, maybe 2,000 uh, uh, people with, with the right background, with the, with the expertise, with the know-how, with the passion, with the with the right mindset, if NLP is empowered in their lives, I think these people would take it forward and create a whole set of studies and materials that would possibly change the future of NLP. I'm assuming that could have been one of the things that you had on your mind when you when you founded the School of Excellence with Harini to be able to co- provide quality NLP and to create those practitioners who are out there and changing the way the world works in their own fields. <laughs> a lot of them we meet at the Upper NLP program right. and a lot of them come for a blisters of change in NLP bliss. So, um, uh, great. And, and to know, I, I want to ask you, I think a lot of people might be curious by now, uh, where do you think School of Excellence is headed uh, from here, uh, from where we are today? To, to the road ahead. Uh, where do you think School of Excellence is headed? Where do you think NLP as a field is headed? If we were to peek into the future and to, to pick up a few uh, pieces from there, and then what, what do you think is out there for School of Excellence for NLP? <laughs> well, my idealistic future based on current uh, uh, reality and projections is um, I see a lot of talented people from around the world joining School of Excellence in this quest of uh, exploring what is possible. Uh, I think that is already happening. Uh, you know, people come to Upper NLP to make their dreams come true, to uh, be the leader they want to be and so on. And yet, a lot of them after the program, they say they're willing to quit their job and, and to just join School of Excellence and take this mission forward. And there are a lot of people who are now doing it, spending their own time and resources and money to promote what is happening over here. So uh, I see that extending uh, a lot more. Back then when we started, we didn't have the resources. Uh, you know, uh, it was a self-grown company. It was two people. We didn't have resources to document. We didn't have uh, resources to publish. We had to do everything end-to-end ourselves. But right now, School of Excellence has like 25 people. A lot of things are taken care of. We're finding time to write books, to do podcasts. Uh, I think we're giving out education for free. I'm taking quality stuff that is not found anywhere and I'm putting it out for free so that people can learn, so that the right mindsets can come and associate with us. So uh, I think School of Excellence in the future would have a team of people, both volunteers, employees, team members, who are all working towards one goal in in making a powerful technology available, uh, you know, with its boundary condition so that it's documented where does this work, how does it work, and when it doesn't work. So that that researchers can take this forward. And I think 
uh, I, uh, and, and somebody has to, uh, NLP is in a catch-22 situation. Uh, no researcher wants to touch the subject because there's not enough data on it and you don't have enough data on it because there is no uh, research going on. And I think somebody has to break that barrier. Somebody has to give in that inertial momentum and push it forward. Uh, and I'm pretty sure that the scientific community will take it forward from there. I have full trust in, in that uh, process of peer-reviewed uh, uh, scientific journals. So I think uh, where School of Excellence uh, would make a big uh, difference to the field of NLP in the next one year is uh, uh, in the publication of scientific journals. So our team is already working on it, on, on a lot of scientific journals on, uh, uh, on, on with empirical data and evidence of when it works, when it doesn't work and so on. And surprisingly, and this happened completely by surprise, is now we also have doctors who are sending in cases and who are documenting on our behalf of what is going on with the patients that they send us. So uh, I think um, I think we hope, I, I hope that what will happen is we provide that initial momentum necessary to break the catch-22 situation between NLP and the scientific world at the moment. Thank you, Antonio. Uh, it, it's been a pleasure speaking to you about all those things that you know a lot of people have in their mind. Uh, when you think of NLP and think of School of Excellence. And uh, with this, it's a wrap. And I wish you all the best with, you, with the journey that you and her and you had started, which is, not, which is now a journey that a lot of people wish to take. Which um, is a journey you're a part of. <laughs> thank you very much, Antonio, for spending uh, your time. Uh, thank you, Ashish. It's, uh, it's lovely. Um, maybe you do this again sometime soon. Thank you. <laughs>